It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. about um, 
I guess it was Maryland. Is it is it Maryland too? Uh, yeah. So the whole the whole D.C. area is um you know D.C. Northern Virginia and uh certain parts of Maryland like Southern Maryland. Cool, cool. Well, hopefully it'll all pan out, and you guys will not need uh boats to get out of there. You know, we had that little brief conversation because you know you they will make you pull them out. <laughs> um, let me make sure this chat room yeah, chat line is open. So again, thanks everybody for tuning in with us tonight. Rodney and I are excited about this particular topic. We're gonna share how it came about, but before going into everything, want to do our housekeeping reminders. Uh the phone line is open eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. So if you have a question or a comment that you'd like to share with us tonight, please call in and select the number one. We will identify your call and pull you into the show live by providing the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits, again, of the number that you're calling from tonight. The chat room is open, so if you are a registered follower, you can uh, list your questions uh, there, comments as well, and we'll be back and forth. Um, as well as social media. We're, we're on Facebook, so you can send questions and comments either privately or you could just tag us and we'll we'll get to those as quickly as possible. Um, let's see, trash can baby, and we're going to move move pretty quickly so we can get into this topic. I'm, I'm really, really, really excited about this topic um, and, and just life in general in a, in a different way. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a bit personal. Rodney said I don't have to hold back tonight. So I'm going to go a little bit deeper. But anyway, um, trash can baby. Remember, you guys, to move, move, move your trash can. Um, I've been, I, I've noticed that I, when I get in my zone and, and feel in some kind of way, it, it, it's, it's interesting because I start thinking way back to when, um, and I think when Samaria's on, Rodney, I don't think you may have ever heard this because I don't know if I've ever shared it, but when we were talking about, you know, pregnancy and things like that, I remember when I was pregnant and I was um, I was in labor, I was, you know, in labor at the time, but I decided that I wanted to go back home. And I just wanted to clean, clean, clean. Like I stayed up most of the night just cleaning. And it it, I don't know what it is about about cleaning, but I've noticed just just this week alone, when I get kind of feeling some kind of way, I start moving stuff and I start cleaning, and it could not be in need of cleaning, but for some reason that just that just kind of speaks to um, my 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 spirit and my soul. And what's interesting, this is going to sound a little weird for you guys, maybe rot anymore, but it, it is what it is. We're grown folks. When when I'm on my cycle, I like to clean as well. So it was all interesting, like being pregnant, in labor, cleaning, and then, you know, that's a natural thing, being ladies, we have our cycles once a month. Same thing, I just have to clean, clean, clean. And then when I'm feeling some kind of way internally, when I'm processing and I feel like I'm, today I said, I feel like I'm at the break of a major shift again. And... There are little small times where I feel like I'm shifting. I feel like I'm moving towards something, um, not always knowing what, but just feeling a shift coming. And I was walking at Shelby Farm today, and I thought, I just, I just feel like I'm at this, um, 
I used to explain it like being at the going through life is like going mountains, and every so often you get to rest at the top of the mountain and kind of see how far you've come. But then you see, you still see before you just mountains after mountain after mountain, and so it, it starts to just feel like you know going down. Um, it's you're at the top and you're preparing to go down again, and the going down is is kind of your zone where you are, you're feeling it. You know, hey, I'm growing here, I'm transforming, I'm doing some things, I feel okay, but that's also preparation for that next heal of going up to get to that next phase of life. And I think one thing we misinterpret in life is that it's, it's without trial and tribulation. It's without um, every day is, is supposed to be a great day. And we think that on our jobs, we think that in our relationships, we think that with people that, that, that everybody is just supposed to have a great day and, and kind of dance to our, to our music. So I come back to the trash can baby concept to say um, I was in that zone this week and a little bit of last week where I was shifting things, moving things, cleaning things that didn't need cleaning. I mean, I'm cleaning doors and windows and just all kinds of stuff. Like it, it felt, I just realized, and it kind of felt funny but crazy to me at the same time. Um, so move those things because in moving, then I found myself going back to where a chair used to be. I went back to where it used to be so I could sit down, but the chair wasn't there. And, of mm. course, being that we did this for so long, Rodney and I, of course, my mind goes straight to transformation. It goes straight to change. It goes straight to what else am I keeping in my head that should not be there? What thoughts am I not taking captive? What thoughts am I letting rule my life and so forth? Um so move something. If it's not your trash can, move something. Because like I said, I went back to sit down and the chair was not there. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Because I've shifted everything, you know, around different places, moved the chair from here to there, and the chair wasn't there. And so sometimes even the things, how can we relate that to life? Sometimes we, we perceive things. We have a perception of of. of what we think is reality, even with people sometimes, um, and it's not there. I had someone text me and ask, what are you doing tomorrow? This was a few days ago, and I, and I answered the question. But what they really wanted to know is could I help them with something? And I'm like, well, you didn't say that. You, you said, what am I doing tomorrow? And I answered the question, and I didn't go any further than, further than that. And so... Mm. Even that, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just I just think about it's so much about life that speaks to us. We don't, we don't listen. And I say, I'm saying this personally, like our life has all the answers for us. I truly believe that. I think where we get caught up is we begin to seek our value and determine our importance and who we are based on the standards of this world. And that leads to an internal battle with ourselves, leaves us needing freedom, not from this world, but from, from who we are, who we've perceived ourselves to be based again upon those standards of this world, what we have, what we don't have, where we live, where we work, if there's a title before our name, 
And then now you got to live up to this facade that you've allowed to, to simmer in your life. And you, you, it can lead you in comparing yourself and um, competing with this world and the people within it. And, Rodney, before I turn it over to you, I was out uh, walking, as I was telling you yesterday, I was out walking and um, I began to just, and I was, I was alone, and I, I haven't been alone walking by myself in quite a while, but um, yesterday was just one of those days um, where I kind of needed it, and I started thinking and looking into nature again, and, and I re- went back to a time where I remember um, walking, and I was in Florida, and I just remembered, it took me back to that day where um nature started to become part of my transition, part of my um, medication for where I was. And I remember this day just just about the wind, only about the wind, where I, and I, and I, yesterday while I was walking, I got my phone out and I started recording my thoughts about that time uh, based on how I was feeling yesterday about just the freedom. It, it felt so peaceful, and, and such freedom came from that walk and just um, intertwining with nature. And so I remember long, long, long time ago where the wind to me started to, it, it defined life in a different way. Um, I just remember feeling that wind. Again, the wind was blowing my hair. It, I see the trees moving. I see things moving. Um, being tossed by that wind, but my thoughts at that time was, wow, this is something that I know exists, but I cannot see it. I see the things that are that are moved by it. I cannot touch it. I cannot catch it. I cannot grab it, but it's there. It exists. Um, and my fascination for nature took from that day forward, and there was different phases that I went through to where now, I've become so fascinated with trees. I find myself taking pictures and clouds, but I'm more on the on the tree level. So yesterday at Shelby Farm, it's just trees everywhere. And so I started to think about how there are skinny trees, and I mean, I'm walking through these uh, shaded areas where there's nothing but trees, and all of a sudden you'll come out where there's no trees and a bit of sunlight and that kind of thing. And so I see small trees. Uh, big trees, skinny trees, you know, even to the point I started thinking there are even dead trees in the midst of, of all these alive, trees that are alive. And I began to equate that to people, to us, to humans, and how these trees are are growing, they were seeded, they rooted, and they just, they, they're growing where they were planted. And they're growing Again, whether they're small, big, skinny, one has many leaves, one has no leaves, um, but they're, no matter what I put before them, they're trees. Even even the one that's no longer thriving like the other ones, it's, it, it still is a tree. And so I started to think about, um, and they're not out here competing with one another, and it was it was so deep for me till I got to a point where I said, I wonder if they – if they look at us, because I thought how beautiful, um, you know, these trees are and the fact that they are, they're, they're, they're growing 
and they took root where they were planted. And what if we as humans did the same thing and know that we we are all humans, um, planted, seeded, planted for a purpose, and if we would just root there and grow. And this went on. I mean, I was out there for about two hours, and this went on because I I saw deers, started out one deer and then I realized there was two and then I realized there was three to the point where I wouldn't I wouldn't pass them. I, I just recorded them because I thought I am I am in their their world, this is their land, their property. I can't beat a whole family because 'cause I've seen these and I recorded this as well. Like I've seen these shows where the deers actually attack, you know, humans and I'm like, I don't need, I'm by myself, I'm not gonna go there. I'm just gonna turn around and go the other way. I'm gonna let them do their thing today because I've never seen so many at one time in one area. So I was able to see that and record it. I was able to see all these ducks in a pack recorded it. And it's like the wildlife, um, they just do what they do. They 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 they, they take care of themselves in a way that we don't. And they're out in wildlife. Or I'll say they allow God to take care of them. You know, and so that was a beautiful moment because, again, this show we had already, Rodney and I had already talked about. We were having a conversation after last week's show, which led to this topic um, about field but empty. And I added the part of hunger for more. Um, and, I, and Rodney, I'm going to turn it over to you. That day with the wind, um, that w- the wind, again, defined life in a way that I knew there's so much more to life than where I am right now. There's so much more to life than who I think I am right now. There's so much more to life than my past, than my right now. There's so much more to my future. But am I willing to be to allow myself to grow and root up from where I where I've been planted, which takes me back to my purpose who God created it, created me to be, and be okay with that. Be okay with being that tree and growing where I was plotted. So, Rodney, back up, well, over to you, and then I'll I'll fill back in when you're done. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm ready. So I'm I, I, what I'm going to do is uh um for those of you just joining us again, uh, thank you for being with us tonight. The title of tonight's show is filled but empty, a hunger for more. Um, Society has become a major distraction for many, leaving them greatly entertaining and seemingly filled. But filled with what is the question? In spite of instant access to things and people, such as depression, uh, I'm sorry, in spite of instant access to things and people, Depression, divorce, and suicide continue to rise. Families and friends are increasingly disconnected, and wholesome conversations are a thing of the past. Things are more valuable than people, and wildlife more spiritually connected than humans. We have a house but no home, a job but no career, Relationships, but no love. 
We have instant access to the unimaginable, but no peace, no faith, no hope or meaning for life, and no contentment. Back to the question, what are we filled with? Tammy, I have a question for you. Other than the fact that they are celebrities, tell me what these five people have in common. Okay. Dr. Dre, um, who uh, we all know is big-time music guy. Andy Reid, who um, is an NFL uh, coach, coaches for the Kansas City Chiefs, used, used to coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Tony Dungy, who uh, was a longtime uh, football coach for the, the uh, Indianapolis Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Willie Nelson. And Carol O'Connor, um, for those of you who don't remember Carol O'Connor uh, from In the Heat of the Night, what do those five people have in common, Tammy, other than the fact that they are celebrities? Shoot, I'm trying to figure out who some of them are. Tammy again, who, Carol, Carol who you said, O'Connor? <laughs> yeah, and who from In the Heat of the Night. So you got Dr. Dre, Andy I- Reid. Tony Dungy, Willie Nelson, Carol O'Connor. Besides being famous, shoot. Besides uh, being famous. I would say, I mean, I wish I could say because <laughs> they are um, humans, that they're all, they're, they're just like us. I think humans, but I know that's probably not what you're looking for, but the only one that I know of and know the name is Dr. Dre. The other ones I can't even tell you who they are. So they okay. have nothing for me. <laughs> and that's not to Mary to said abuse. But the, the answer that, that um I mean other than, you know, the obvious, the answer is that they all have had children to commit suicide. Oh really? Oh wow. Now Let's go back to the obvious. Hmm. These people are celebrities. They're famous, well-known, and at some point, and maybe even still to this day, have had access to money, resources, um, partnerships, the unimaginable, but in spite of everything that they gained physically, it was not enough for at least one of their children to the point that they took their own life. Mm. So we can be filled in many ways but again, and you can you can answer this uh, question, Tammy, and, and and get into why um, you know the why for tonight's show. But again, and I may keep asking this question just because I like it. What are we filled with? You know, Ronnie, I I take it back to we're seeking. Um, 
our value and trying to determine our importance and who we are based on the standards of the world. I think that's very interesting that these five people have children who committed suicide because, and, and if we would just, we could stop right there for a minute and take it to a different level. We can look at many, many, if, if you want to study um, the lives of some of the people who we have deemed important because they are famous, study some of their lives. I mean, I have not did it to the depth that you just informed us about, Rodney, but I've noticed that um, the children um, and the people themselves, like the actual person that is 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 labeled as famous, um, I think it sends you into um, even a deeper speaking for the value and determining who you are and your your importance when you are famous, because you it's easier to lose yourself in a greater way. So imagine how we are trying to um, define and seek peace and happiness with 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 what we have and and who we have determined that we are. Imagine it on a broader scale when you find yourself having access, as we say in in the uh, description for the show, you have access to the unimaginable. I mean, just things that are crazy. Like, you know, when I hear that someone will pay $600 for a belt that's going to hold your pants up, or to me that sounds crazy, but imagine being able to do that and to go anywhere in the world and stay anywhere and do whatever you want. But still, when the night falls, when the lights are off, when you're standing in that mirror, None of that satisfies your soul. Imagine the turmoil, the extra that goes with that. Imagine. Because it's like it's like chasing that wind that, that I talked about. It's like knowing that I'm chasing something I can't even see. I mean, imagine the the magnitude of that to have all of it, to have everything that the world says will make you important, make you valuable. And and when you're out, seemingly you are because people maybe flock to you, they want your autograph, but still your soul, your soul says you are nothing. To you, your soul speaks that to you because the battle with yourself is just that much greater than it is with people who are just who who are like me and you. You know, we are we are, I guess I would say, more human if we have to, or we have to do a bit more than the people, the person who has kind of uh, gotten a break is, is what society would say, and they've made it. And I think somehow people, people who, um, I would say people who are more on a spiritual level, I, well, I won't say spiritual, who are seeking God, I guess, religious people. Um, I think if if we will be honest with ourselves, many people think that because people have made it or they're famous, that that validates them and they've gotten some extra stuff from God. Like we follow them because of why? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Why do we take so much um, or put so much into people who are 
so-called famous. And and we just, we, we will follow anything that they do. I mean, I was talking to someone today that called about kind of just in a, in a moment where I, I don't know what to do, but I know God wants me to do more. And these people, you know, if you're not connected to someone who has a name for themselves or they're doing something, regardless of what they're doing, people don't want to be a part of it. And I said, I totally get it. But what makes us do that? What makes us want to go places or support something because there's a name attached to it who we see as famous? And what is famous? And how does that make one different? So I, I don't know, Rodney, but question, that's a question for you. What makes one famous, and, and why do you think society sees people who have a little money or on TV as famous, different? Hate it. <laughs> um, I think we are the ones who make people famous. Um, no one has a um, no one has a platform that they were um, that they were not. Let me rephrase it. People have a platform because it was given to them by somebody with money because they saw the potential in money that they could make because of a following. So, for example, let's, let, let's, let's uh, think about Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z and Beyonce are where they are today because we continue to buy their music, go to their shows, attend their concerts, anything connected to their line of income, we continue to contribute to that. I think it was Kylie Jenner who was just in uh who was in the news recently because people were donating money to help uh, or become a um, a billionaire. So we people are famous because we make them famous, and and so I mean you think about it. We will support those famous people instead of or before we support our own people. Mm-hmm. We will take somebody whose net worth may be a hundred thousand dollars and help them raise that to a million dollars because we 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 look for bragging rights right if if i have let me let me go even better think about the butterfly evolution show. We don't get nowhere near the listeners that the Steve Harvey Morning Show does. Now, granted, Steve Harvey, you know, has, you know, been a celebrity for a very long time. But we don't get nowhere near those listeners. We don't even get the percentage, the percentage of the people who listen to uh, to our show is uh, the percentage of the people that we know who listen to our show is lower than the percentage of people 
Steve Harvey knows who listened to his show. And most of the people who listen to Steve Harvey have never even met him. So because we're so much like smaller when you talk about like, uh, you know, being famous, you know, <laughs> we should have a greater percentage of our listeners who who know us who are listening to our show because our number is so much smaller. But our people, our family, our friends, the people that we know will find every excuse not to tune in to the Butterfly Evolution show Monday night at 9, Tuesday night at 9. Doesn't matter. But they'll find every reason to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and listen to Steve Harvey. Why? Because if you go back, if you go to work and tell people, Hey, this is what I heard on Steve Harvey. Like people don't it doesn't even matter what they were talking about. People are tuned in. Why? Because you said Steve Harvey. Nobody cares about Rodney and Tammy. And and I know that there are people who care about us, but let's keep it in context. But there's this need for bragging rights. There there are people who, you know, Nobody, you know, what kind of social recognition am I going to get, you know, because I went to, because um, I went to Rodney's birthday party? None. You know, nobody cares when you go and post it. You know, you post a picture with me, you know, at my birthday party. Nobody cares. But, but. You don't even, you could be in the last row at the Jay-Z and Beyonce concert, not get within a thousand feet of them, and just take a picture saying that you're there, and oh my God, you get 500 likes on social media. But see, that means something to people. It means something. Because... There's no substance there. So people need this constant validation, need to be a part of these things. This whole, uh, this new song with Drake, this Kiki, Do You Love Me, right? I mean, it is all over the place. I turn the station when it comes on. It irritates the heck out of me. But there are people who... You know, I mean, you got, Tammy, I don't know if you've seen this. You got grown men, 30, 40 years old, at home practicing this dance. I'm like, wait a minute. But when your baby got a recital or rehearsal, you you don't go, like the baby just said. You don't try to help your baby learn her part. But we get we get caught up in this stuff because the, the the thing about having empty spaces is, for the most part, like I said um, a few weeks ago, we have an open space 
what most people will do is try to find something to fill that space. Very few people are going to try to learn how to just live with that empty space. Why? Because in our mind, we've been taught if it's empty, fill it. But what are you filling it with? And there may be a reason why it's empty. What if there's a hole on the other side? We don't know. And so, again, we make people famous. One thing that we have the power to do as a society is make people famous. How do we do it? We log on Facebook. How do we do it? We turn on the TV. We turn to certain programs on TV. The media feeds off of it. I mean, there are people who, I mean, they, and I think you and I talked about this, Tammy, they cannot function unless they find, unless they, you know, they hear something about Trump. They need something to talk about. I mean, you know, it's their fix. And and, and lastly, um, I had a friend who posted on Facebook a few weeks ago. There are a lot of people who wake up in the morning and check their Facebook, their Facebook timeline. They check their Facebook timeline before they even check to see if they can still walk. They don't even know if they can get out of the bed. They didn't check that part. But they checked to make sure that Facebook page was still there. Tammy? I believe if Facebook would shut down or what all the other ones, I think we'd have some, we'd have a, a, a world full of mess. I mean, we, we, we'd have some people having breakdowns. Even I've noticed that, um, and, 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 you know, Facebook is, is, is what it is, like anything. But we've taken it to a different level. The Kiki, and I hope I'm saying that right, Kiki, I think, song you were talking about, I saw that for the first time this past weekend. I'm, I feel like I'm always late when, it's, when I find out about it. It's probably going out of style. But um, I saw it this weekend. I saw a, a pastor a local pastor here and, and, you know, pretty well known and his wife doing a dance off of it. Um, and, you know, that's your thing, that's your thing. But, y'all, we got we got so much more that we need to be worried about than Kiki and and whoever. Do you love me? I think that's what it says. Um, and, when, and Rodney, I'm with you. When I see, I, I am truly disturbed by the number of, men that I see operating in the manner or to the degree that I see on Facebook. And I'm probably a little bit biased because I find myself comparing um, the men that I grew up um, around, those men who watched little TV, little to no TV. Talking on the phone was like a woman's thing, um, and I can only imagine if you wanted them to sign. There, there's a few men that I know now that said, 
that wouldn't have would would not have anything to do with Facebook. They just see that as um, you know a thing for the, the young people or y'all women, kind of like watching soap operas, um, that kind of thing. But even when driving, I was next to, um, and I see this all the time, but we we cannot driving now means drive and check your text or check your Facebook or Snapchat. If you notice, you see them looking down, looking up, especially when they stop at a light. That means every time you stop, you check your Facebook because you can see some of them. We we are so thirsty for something that's not satisfying anything. And so we just keep adding to the torment, the battle, the fight for freedom from ourselves, not from this world, but freedom from who we have allowed ourselves to become or trying to become through TV, through social media. And you're right, Rodney. I mean, even with just my so-called friends and family members, um, we should have far more people listening to us. If not but for, hey, this is my girl, this is my guy, this is my buddy, you know. But like we've said, let Steve Harvey call us and interview us. Every post we post from their their own out will be of substance to somebody that mm-hmm. have seen our postings from the day we started and maybe have listened to one or two shows. And it's not about time because some of those same people are sitting on I don't I don't know whatever major thing is on T V tonight. I have no idea. But um, so it's not that you don't have time. And so the question not only is what are we filled with, what is our attention on? What grabs our attention and why? Because whatever has your attention, there there your mind is going to lead you into it deeper. Deeper. I was watching Steve Harvey last weekend. That he had this guy on, and I still couldn't tell you his name, but I could tell that he was supposed to be somebody. And I found out that he's one of the guys, um, oh, oh, uh, Cookie. Um, oh gosh, what's the name of Cookie? The cook, Cookie. What's her name? What's the, what's the show? Uh, Pap, no, not Power. What is it, Rodney? Y'all help me. What's the name of the show? Empire. Scandal. Empire, Empire. He was from Empire, and he was on. Um, he was he was being interviewed by Steve, and I thought, who is this guy? Because this is like something really, really big. Who is he? And when I found out, he was from that the Empower, Power, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, the one that Cookie plays, and I felt like, okay, cool. I didn't know who he is. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad I didn't know. And people mm-hmm. will say. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but if your life is centered around these shows and you think you watch one after one after one after one after one, what do you think what do you think is, is inside of you? What are you comparing your life to? What is your attention on? Are we are you doing stuff or things that will grow you spiritually? That will help you not need the validation, not need recognition or affirmation from people who are looking 
for that same thing from this world, from you. So it's like we're just trading poison for poison. We're 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 putting out what we're getting. But what we're putting out, we're putting it out in a way of seeking, of needing something, which is that validation. And so mm-hmm. I personally think when, when, when one can sit down and watch, I mean, there are so many shows and there are more coming out. So, again, what are we, do- what are we doing? What do you want in your life and for your life? And how do you think watching show after show after show will get you? Because, see, they've made it. They, the ratings, like you said, we are feeding them through their ratings. So they're going to keep coming. All these shows are not continuing to come if we're not watching. But if you're doing more watching than you are growing, I mean, how is it feeding your soul and your spirit? How is it feeding you as a person? How are you changing and becoming, to, I don't want to say becoming, but getting to a place of peace in your life? Because that's the one thing that we are without, that many of us are without because we're not seeking. And I don't even know if we think that, it's, that peace, internal peace is possible. I mean, it's, it's truly alarming to see Women who are, and I'll just say people altogether, who are twice my, if not more, still battling some of the things that a 20-year-old is battling. Like when do we, when do we begin to grow up and, and, and think not like a child and act not like a child? When do we start to see ourselves for who we are? who we've come and how far we've come from the word of God. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if we, it seems so far fetched now. Um, the call that I was on with the lady this morning, we actually was, was talking about that as well. How um, she says, Tammy, people, people don't, don't come and, and probably don't listen because they think, well, she can't tell me anything. But, but and, and, and you're right, all I can tell you is my story and what I, what I pursue to learn, what I research and what I learn. And I don't do it for me because I can do it and we could, Rodney and I could be doing something else tonight. Like I could still be sleeping, resting. But when you get to a point where you, you start to see so much of it, you start to see our young girls, our young boys battling battling with themselves, trying to find a place of peace within their own life. And we've become so, in, in, in the midst of all this, we've become so self-centered. We have this, this self-sabotaging um, way about life that I don't even think we even notice. And when I see the young kids today, like the toddler age kids, when I see how messed up they are even now, like we we treat these kids like they are kings and queens and can can sneeze us to death. Like if we don't cater to them, they want what they want, when they want it, how they want it, and you better get it. 
or you got a five-year-old with a temper tantrum. And that's okay. We have, I've seen recently where children, two- and three-year-olds, have parties that cost $500. They don't even know what the hell a birthday is. They don't even know they two. <laughs> I mean, really, so who are we doing that for? I mean, you got streams of gold and silver and they're dressed. Who are you doing it for? Who really are we doing it for? And so this, when, when we people have relationships but no love, like we just want to be women, we just want to be somebody's wife because that means I'm somebody, I'm some kind of woman if I'm somebody's wife. But then when you get in it, you realize you don't have a clue what a wife is. Expect it and what comes with that. So sometimes I think if we knew, we'd want to stay single. But you'd rather fake it and say, well, I got married, my husband this, my husband that. And then after that, you know, you got to have a baby. And not saying things wrong with these things, but what I'm saying is you, if you are defining your life or seeking your value and determining your decisions are based on the standards of this world that says you are important, you are worthy only if you are married. So you you you, you allow the first John Doe in your life over and over again. Because the, the 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 thing is, it's just I'm somebody's wife. Not that we have a marriage. Um, by, by this big house that will never be a home, there's a difference. There's a true difference. So, I mean, what are you filled with? What is your, What has your attention? And that's just not, it doesn't stop with the, the shows, social media. Um, your thoughts. What what has your attention? Where are you going with this? So, um, I don't know, Rodney. Back over to you. <laughs> Tammy, I think you said a mouthful. I want to I want to go back to uh, something that you said because it reminds me of of, of something that uh, Tamari and I were talking about earlier. Um, when we think about change. You will always know um, when there has been a change on the inside because you don't even have to do anything and things will automatically start changing on the outside. You change your mind, the, the your your life, the things around you, they will just change. And you'll find that it'll just become natural, right? But in reverse, when there are changes on the outside, think about it. There are changes that occur on the inside if you're not rooted. Meaning, for example, if you... Let's say you weigh, because weight and exercise are really big, diets really big in our in our society. Let's say you weigh 120 pounds, 
in high school. And that let's say you're a woman. You weigh 120 pounds in high school. You have, you know, a really nice shape and, um, you know, guys are constantly trying to get your phone number, trying to take you out on dates, take you to the movies, want to take you to the prom, whatever, you know. And, and even, you know, you go to college, you know, more of the same, right? But then 10 years later, let's say you're up to 170, 180, right? And the first time you notice or when you start to notice, hey, my stomach didn't used to look like this. Or, hey, my, my, my face was a lot smaller than this. Or, hey, ooh, I'm gaining weight, right? When you start to see that, you are not rooted. If you're not a confident individual, if it's not in your heart, it's going to start messing with you. Why? Because society says, you should be a certain size. Your clothes should be a certain size. Your waist should be a certain size. Your face should look a certain way. And so when, when we accept these worldly standards, then when we don't meet them, it bothers us on the inside. Happiness is one of those things that should come from within. Peace, like you talked about it in, in, in the, the show description, the unimaginable, but no peace. The thing about letting people or letting society dictate these things for you is if people can make you happy, People can make you sad. If the world gives you joy, the world can also take it back. The world can give you grief. So we have to learn to be happy. We have to learn that that's something that has to be on the inside. Because when you're happy on the inside, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. Yeah, because you're human, it might bother you for a little bit. But that happiness isn't going anywhere. Because when, when you're happy, it doesn't matter whether all the girls are coming after you or none of the girls are coming after you. When you're happy, you can walk outside and see that you have a flat tire. And instead of getting upset, your your thought immediately goes to, well, all right, I got a spare in the trunk. And I'll stop by the tire place on my way home from work. You ever see people who just don't get rattled so easily? It's because they have a peace within. 
They don't sit around and constantly talk about miserable things. They don't give the world that much attention. They they have the things that, that they like, and they stick to those things. You find people who are always in some mess because that's what's in their heart, mess. Because you can only give what you have. If all that comes from you is negative, if it's drama, bad vibes, you ever been around somebody and you're just like, I don't even know what this is, but I just got uncomfortable. <laughs> people, people give off that. Like, ugh. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you like, uh, no. But see, that's another thing. There's an assurance that you have. When, when, when people don't dictate your every move, when people don't dictate your thoughts, I mean, you just walk around feeling good, and it's like no matter who you see, they can't do anything about it. No matter who you walk by, they can't touch you. No matter what's going on, they can't touch you. Because eventually, this flesh got to go back to where it came from, the ground. It has to go back. But your soul will still live. And so we have to focus on the things that are important. I want to read something uh, from Matthew, the seventh chapter, the 21st verse through the 23rd verse. And it says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Okay? And check this out, verse 22. Many will say to me in that day. Now, it doesn't give a specific number, but we associate many with a whole lot. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And here's the kicker, verse 23. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Stop getting caught up in people. And what you see. Because one thing we are good about, we are some good people when it comes to faking. We know how to put on a smile, even though we are torn up on the inside. We know how 
to show up at family barbecues with our spouse, knowing I don't like her and she don't like me. Matter of fact, we don't have a divorce lawyer, but we got to make it look good for the family. You know, they, they counting on us. We know how to do these things. And I'm not talking about, you know, your, you know, your business don't need to be everybody else's business. No, we get that. But we talking about when y'all just front. We know how to do that. We know how to put on makeup, lipstick, eyeliner, paint eyebrows. We know how to do all these things, even though we feel ugly on the inside. We know how to go and get haircuts. And still feel like, man, I'm the ugliest guy in the room. We know how to do these things. Because that's what we are surrounded by, even even if we don't realize it, or even when we don't realize it. There's so much um there there's so much in our presence on a daily basis that's just not real. Give you another example. Remember when black kids were selling drugs? And not to say that they still not, I don't know. But remember when black kids were selling drugs and doing drugs and poor white people were doing it too. And the solution was lock them up. Nobody knew until now these white kids were doing it too. The difference is they they are doing something now not because these kids are white, but because too many rich white kids are dying from overdoses. But we thought that these people had it together. If you grew up ignorant like I did, Oh man, they white and live over there. I didn't. I. I mean, I didn't think that they had any problems because that was what was in my face. That was what I was taught. You got people driving Benzes that are on the verge of bankruptcy. We got. A, we got. People with houses packed with, I mean, furniture, sofas. They call not two thousand dollar sofas. They got two hundred thousand dollar sofas. You got people spending forty and fifty and sixty. I even heard of somebody spending a hundred thousand dollars on a wedding. But like you said, Timmy, there's no love there. So what are we filled with? We're filled with uh, insecurity. Mm. We're, we are filled with hatred. And that's why we're seeing even more so now just how hateful people are with um Donald Trump being in office and people feeling like it's okay to do things that were not okay 10, 20 years ago. 
they uh, they thought it was okay, but they hid it. But we're filled with malice. We're 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 filled with things that are eventually going to destroy us because money and fame have become this thing, this symbol of happiness, but really it has led to a lot of self-hatred. You got people, I mean, getting master's degrees, PhDs, all types of certifications. And then go and work these jobs where they're making six figures a year. And they're unhappy. They're unhappy. I've talked to a lot of people in my adult life who said, I want to be a teacher, but teachers don't make no money. Guess what this broke teacher does? As I as I hear people saying now, this this teacher, you know, always lived his best life. But we have to become filled with the right things. There's a scripture that says God did not give us a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and a sound mind. That's what we should want to be filled with. Love. We should want to be filled with love. Because then we treat ourselves differently. And in turn, we treat other people differently. Like me, you, and Tamari were talking about, Tammy. People have gotten to the point now where you hold the door for people. They won't even say thank you. Because there's no love there. What happened to kindness? What happened to patience? And I've got to the point now, I, I don't know who to hold the door for. Because now I'm like, you know what, man? <laughs> like, I'm going to just shut the door on all y'all. But I know that ain't right. But, you know, that that's just, you know, how it is. You know, but, but, but people have gotten to that point where... Nobody cares anymore. And the saddest part of it all, Tim, is that we continue to have children. We continue to make babies. And guess what we are going to do with this emptiness? We're going to pass these empty buckets right on to the kids. Back over to you. Ronnie, wow. When something you said, um, the question about you know, what are we filled with and and all of that. It took me back to what we know as the seven deadly sins. For some reason it made me go there, um, which are known as pride, envy, gluttony, lust, <sighs> anger, the greed, and the sloth. And let's just, just, let's just pick Anger. Let's just pick the angry for for a minute. Because um, as I as I move about 
I mean, people just seem so angry. I I was at Sam's Monday, and I got a slice of pizza, and there was two young ladies, two beautiful young ladies working, and they met, the line was pretty long, and they never smiled the entire, I probably waited in the line about 10 minutes. And they never smiled. They looked as if, matter of fact, I stood there thinking, if I didn't know any better, I mean, because they're here, oh, because they're here, you would have thought that they lost everything and everybody in their in their world. I mean, that's how deep rooted their sadness, their anger looked. And I thought. Oh. I don't know, you come to work and, and if you are you angry because the line is long? Because if you come to sell pizza, then you ought to be glad we're buying pizza. Because when we stop buying it or whatever else is there, then you're, you no longer have a job. So in spite of all of this, in spite of, again, all the things that we have access to, I mean, that we partake in, that we see, Notice when you're out and about, or just with yourself, how quickly. And and, and and let me say this: I know, I know personally that sometimes I wake up with 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 something on me that I I have to talk my way out and through because I'm at a point in my life where I just I have to choose peace. That has to be my focus, my attention has to be on my peace, however that needs to come. Um, that has become one of the most important things in my life is for me to have peace. And so I pursue that. And and I think what it's making, what is happening is while I'm out pursuing it, um, I begin to I I see where it's where peace is not, and I see where even with in people, and I know we 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 will all have our days, but if you guys really when you're out pay attention to the eyes that I say are the seat of the soul. Pay attention to people's demeanor. Matter of fact, strike up a conversation with people. I, while I was out at Shelby Farm um, and was finished walking yesterday, this man, he looks like he was probably a bit of 80 years old, and he was on a bicycle. And I've seen him from time to time, but he was so fascinated. And I was I was done walking. I was sitting just, just letting my body rest down before I left. And he came over. He got off his bike, and he came over, and he was so fascinated that he had seen so many deers. And one day, he was telling me the story about the deers. He said, I can't believe I've never seen so many deers out here. What do you think is going on? Why do you think they're... And to me, it was just one of the most joyous conversations because this man is fascinated. This eight, And again, you guys, I know he had to be at least eight years old. And he, he rides that bike when I do see him so slow, but he's out there. And he was just, it, it was as if he was, somebody gave him a million dollars. And when that, when something so simple can bless your spirit, can make you smile, 
when something so simple. I feel you've been awakened, and I, I just think that we are we are sleeping people, we are dead people, as it comes to your spirit and your soul. We are feeding our flesh, and there's a there's a soul that's connected to a spirit that, as we feed our flesh, is dying every day, and that, as you said, Rodney. That is what will live on. And that is why I feel like we can't live here. And we don't want to seek things. The reason we want to sit around and watch Scandal and and the cookie one and, and the power one, you think about how many hours of your day and what, what it plants in your soul, in your mind. What does it make you think about your wife or your husband or your children? Because I don't feel that you can sit and watch things like that over and over and over again unless you're at a place of peace with yourself, that you're okay with who you are, where you are, who you are connected to, how you are connected, your thoughts. If you, if, unless you've gotten to a point you realize, I am not what I always think. I take those thoughts captive. I can determine, um, I, can, I can determine what's reality. I can define my perception. I've made peace with my past. I accept my present while I embrace what's to come. But sometimes these things will plant seeds in you or help seeds already planted in you grow. Because For the most part, most of us just have a messy life. We like mess. We like drama. We like negativity. If the sun is shining, you're talking about the rain that's coming rather than just going out there getting you some of the good vitamin D. If it's Mm. cold, we want it to be hot. We complain when it's cold. We complain when it's hot. We have the air on when it's hot and the heat on when it's cold. We want the opposite. We we never just, whereas back in the day, I mean, if it was hot, we just was hot. I mean, it's the way it is. We we still play it outside. Now, kids, kids some kids don't even want to be outside playing because it's too hot. You know, so we we just like we have so much. We're full of so much, and if this is the case, why do we remain so empty inside? Why do we feel so unimportant, so unworthy? Why are we so angry? Why do we desire so many material things? 
Why do we lust after the pleasures of our flesh or the, or what the world has said, you know, makes us important? Why do we want more and more? And I'm I'm talking about the seven deadly sins. Why do we have so much? But we want so much. Why do we desire the 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 status quo of other people? Why do we desire what other people have, what they look like, their situations? Why do we desire to be just like the next person? Yet we have so much pride. And pride for what? All the things that you feel inside about yourself that you don't let let on? So, you know, what are we what are you what are you feel, filled with? What are your thoughts? What is your attention on? What does your mind take you when you lay down at night and you can't sleep? What what do you think about? Who do you think about? What do you feed your day with? What's a part of your day? When's the last time you just sat in silence? When was the last time you just just turned your TV off for a day? Let social media go for a day. Try it. Just 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 tap out for a minute. Give yourself one full day with just yourself. Take that walk by yourself. Read a book. Sit outside. Think. Allow your mind to work so that you know what you're really working with. But we're so consumed. We're so distracted. Filled with so much, yet so empty. Rodney, what you share with about the five people, you know, they all have kids. They share a common ground because they all have children who've committed suicide. You guys, our suicide rate for our teens are out of this world. We don't, we, we, right here in this, in this city, we don't hear about the number of teens that take their own lives. You know? So how can you be so young and feel like you've gone through so much and you've experienced so much pain that you prefer death over life? You have, according to, you know, the age, you have so much more life ahead of you. And we, we'll, we'll say this again. You have people that take meds to wake up, to exist during the day, and to go back to sleep. That's a bit much. That is a bit much. How did we get here? And I think it goes back to seeking our value and determining how important we are or if we're important, if we are important at all, based on the standards of this world. So like we said many times, we are not conformed to the patterns of this world. We have become addicted to the patterns mm. of this world. 
Our thirst is on those things. Our longing is, is for those things so that we can be validated, so that we can feel important. And, and, and to get down to that part, there's someone that has validated you long before you knew what validation was. For those of you who believe, there's, there, there's something that happened way back before any of us were thought about being consumed. Um, and at that point, we were validated, stamped, approved, set free. Yet we come in this world looking for it from, from a people who also needed that process to be set free, to be validated. How can they give it to us? They can't. So we are seeking the wrong things, the wrong people, instead of the kingdom. And it's the, the verse says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What are we seeking? And I'm talking to myself too. For the last few nights, I've laid down, said, I'll, I'll, I'll read, I'll read my Bible, I'll read it tomorrow, I'll read it tomorrow, I'll read it tomorrow. When when that is my guide, that's just like saying I'm going to go out and go somewhere in a car that has no gas or no motor. What am I going to do with that car? So we're fueling up with the wrong stuff and the wrong things. So people, ask yourself, what are you filled with? And what are you doing with it? What are we teaching our kids? What what, what are we giving them as it relates to peace, happiness, self-control, self-discipline? We're feeding them a facade. We, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, right? And when you, when you ask the question, you know, we yet we continue to have children, and we start the cycle all over again. Because I can't give a child anything I don't have. And the, mm-hmm. the deeper I was sharing with a friend how I, um, yeah, I, I. I, I did I did what I did with Brandon. The deeper I get into finding myself and understanding myself, and I've been sharing this with people lately, um, some that I have those deep conversations with, if I if I knew what I knew, as much as I love Brandon, I would not have had a child, and knowing what I know now, and I hate to say that because you guys said, but it's my truth. It's you have to be so so mindful of of how of who you are when you have a little one, and and because they they are like sponges, they suck it all up, they suck it in, and so Rodney, for you and Samaria. I will say be on one accord because that little one, they come here seeking everything that they'll need 
to move forward. And I think the best thing that we can give children is our best selves. If we would put as much attention in in our souls and our peace and our happiness, that we will be much better parents. And accept ourselves for who we are, knowing that there's a journey that will lead us to that place that we were planted and that we took root. I think that's the best gift we can give any child, better than any college fund, any big house, cars. Because as Rodney said, we got five people. And I bet if we searched more, we'd have a lot more that committed suicide, kids that committed suicide. Oh, yeah, that that's only the short list, Tammy. That That's less than 1%. <laughs> and see, that is so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So interesting. It, it reminds me, I remember Brandon having a friend who had, I mean, their house was probably three times the size of my house, and I've shared this on before on the show. And they would, for whatever reason, like, they would just, they want to be here. They wanted to be in my my little house, as 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 I've heard about. But um, they would rather be here than in their palace, and that's because I think it felt like a home. I don't think kids mm-hmm. need all the extra stuff that we give them. There are kids that I've seen have an apartment. They're, they're, they have a whole section upstairs, and parents would never see them, see them going and coming. I don't think the kids want all the stuff that we think they want. They just want your time, your love, and for you to be happy and teach them how to be happy where they are planted. Cause, cause just because we have them doesn't mean we know what they were planted for. We we should help them seek that out rather than trying to make them go our route. We should give them, turn them over to 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 God, and help them find their way, their way, rather than trying to, for us to make their way. You know, we 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 often I I remember this quote says never mistake knowledge for wisdom. Where one helps you make a living, the other helps you make a life. And it, if we get right down to it, we don't have a life. We're just making a living. And making a living without a life to me is a battle with yourself. So don't don't think that knowledge is wisdom. Seek wisdom. So what are you filled with? Rodney, I'll turn it back over to you. Uh, Tammy and to, to, to all of our listeners, I know we're coming down uh to about the last half an hour of the show. Um again the title of tonight's show, um I think it was very timely. Um, and that is filled but empty, a hunger for more. Um, Tammy, I want to I, I read this quote. 
and it says a certain number of people seek power over other people in a desperate attempt to find themselves. They fail for self-discovery is spiritual in nature, not social or political. Mm. Authoritatively telling other people what to do is their distraction from an inner emptiness they can never feel. And that comes from someone named Vernon Howard. And just thinking about that, I mean, we we probably see or probably know people who are obsessed with power, whether it be a job title, um, whether it be um, a, a certain level of income, and what they try to do is they try to exploit people who are, you know, desperate was a word that stuck out there to me. Because there, there are people who are trying to to find themselves. But what happens is they get sidetracked. Why? Because there are always going to be things thrown at you. Always going to be things thrown at you. And I love the part that says self-discovery is spiritual in nature. It is not social or political. Rodney, it says spiritual in nature? Spiritual in nature, I in nature. Yep. That's interesting. Self-discovery is spiritual in nature, not social or political. It's something that happens within. Mm. And... And then the last part where it says authoritatively telling other people what to do is their distraction. And and I don't even think in terms of just uh, 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 somebody who's your supervisor, your manager at work, because it says telling other people what to do is their distraction from an inner emptiness they can never feel. Mm. So they get off on telling other people what to do. And I'm even thinking as we speak, I'm thinking about experts, and I put experts in quotes. I told Samaria today, you know, there's so many relationship experts out here today that a lot of times if I hear it on the radio, a lot of times I'll turn the station or just turn it off because everybody is an expert and everybody has the answer, yet 
somehow there are more divorces than there are marriages, it seems. There are more dysfunctional homes than peaceful homes. Like you said in the description, there are houses and no homes. But people seem to get off on telling other people what to do. But there's an emptiness that can never be filled. I really, really like... I'll send it to you, Tammy. Especially about the distraction. Um, I've been on this Mm -hmm. kick with the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, How people tell you what you should have did, what you could have, and what they would have done. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know, so easy for people to say that... um, when they're and, and and they don't know what they sh- should have did, would have did, and could have done, you know, and so mm-hmm. that is it's interesting that it says that it's a, it's it's just a distraction or it's a way for them to to get away from themselves, basically, you know, by focusing mm-hmm. on what you should do, how you should do it, when you should do it, why didn't you do it, um, that kind of thing, and so. I don't know. That's interesting. Please send me that. I think people have we're, we're slaves to ourselves. Like we become a slave to ourselves through our thirst for um, an identity identity in this world. Because if 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 one doesn't stop and stop their chase for this um this i don't know this this grant whatever this this i mean to be famous or to obtain things that don't really matter mhm you no know, like just don't they just it just doesn't matter we want so many things that we don't even need that has nothing to yeah. do with life. Like we work, 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 work for stuff, 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 stuff that we got to continue to work, 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 work for, and we can't enjoy, 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 enjoy them. Like really, like really. And if you think mm. about all the things, the extra things that we talking to myself too, the extra things that we um have down to the cell phones, to the tables, to all the unnecessary stuff. That alone will put about four hundred dollars back in people's pocket. Whereas four hundred dollars <laughs> could allow a wife or a husband if if he wants to stay home and somebody be at peace. The house clean, mm-hmm. the food you know, but you got we have people Two people who are typically tired. Both people, both people working, raising children, paying bills, exhausted. There's no peace internally. There's no peace in the home. And it's just time for an assessment of self. It really, really is. I agree. 
what what are you filled with? And why are you filled with it? And why do you have a need to continue to refill it? Because it runs out. It runs out often. And like you said, Rodney, that peace, that kind of peace that surpasses all, you can be down to the down, whatever you, however, and you still, yeah, you see, we go get caught and we have feelings, we have emotions, you feel some kind of way, but it doesn't steal the joy. It doesn't steal the essence of your joy. It doesn't. It doesn't change who you are. You still know what you know. You know, it can rain, and some people it it changes the mode, the mood. It changes one's total day if it rains. Well, they wasn't expecting the rain. Guess what? This is a big old world. The rain was not. It's not here because of you, and it ain't gonna go away because of you. Get an umbrella. Get wet. But some people will go into a depression if it rains. So what are we filled with? And why? What has your attention? What feeds your soul, if anything at all? What takes you there? Does it take you there easily? Some people can go from zero to 100 over nothing. Nothing. And now everybody's day is ruined. Over nothing. You got the hot phone tonight. You said what now? I said back over to you, and I said you have the hot phone tonight. (laughs) It seems like it, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, There's another quote, Tammy, uh, that I want to read, too. Um, And I know that we're winding down here. Um. This one is from, I hope I'm saying this name right, Mahershala Ali. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. But anyway, um, this person said, social media has colonized what was once a sacred space occupied by emptiness, the space reserved for thought and creativity. So, when you think about it, I was sitting in a um, in a training today, and um, one of the participants said, um, because we were talking about discipline and um, how to make things better when it comes to you know different behaviors, and um, one lady said, "Well." Um, it is believed that if you take away something, then you're going to replace it with something else. And that makes sense to me. Mm. You think about what we've lost in society. It was replaced by something. Um, the ability to communicate the um, 
the desire to spend time with family and friends and loved ones, that was replaced by social media. Because now we, I mean, you see people, you see families go out to dinner and everybody on their phones. Yep. There's no conversation anymore. Or the parents are talking, but they allow their teenagers not to even be involved in the conversation. There's no family time anymore. Parents use tablets instead of babysitters. Tablets are the new babysitters. I want to watch my show right now. I don't feel like dealing with you right now. Here, take this. Go play some games. Or sit right there and play some games. Be quiet. You can have this as long as you let me watch my show. What? What kind of foolishness is that? I mean, you, you, you think about it. We have always been entertainers. The difference is where during slavery, black people used to entertain each other. They'd sit around, they'd play games, they would, you know, they would sing, they would dance, have a great time with each other. Now, I'm not performing unless you pay me. Or they allow themselves to be paid by some wealthy person. Hey, we'll give you a $20 million contract. Now go out there and perform for your people. And that $20 million that they got paid just turned into $20 billion for somebody who was already a billionaire. But see, it doesn't matter as long as I get mine. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't go out and earn an income. But what I am saying is it should not be to the point where it creates problems. And right now, that's where we are. We have a whole lot of people contributing to the problem. Not enough people coming up with solutions. And when there are solutions, there's not enough support. Hmm. And any suggestions for people? I was going to ask you any suggestions. for those who are listening who who would like to determine, who, who find themselves asking the question, you know, what am I filled with? Um, how, I guess with just coming to a place of peace with themselves and living life a little bit differently. Any suggestions what maybe works for you or have worked for you? Um, you know what I think would be a great place to start, Tammy? Um I think that um, 
what people should do, what 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 we sh- what we all should do, is think about that that we just cannot live without, or something that you do on a regular basis, or or you know, and, and I'm not talking about like go like like going to work and things like that. But think about some of the things that we've talked about tonight. And what is that thing that you feel like you just can't let go? Try letting it go for a week. And if you can't last a week without it, it might just be a problem to you. It might be that you are filled with the with the wrong things. For example, if you are somebody who, I mean, you just cannot live without Facebook. I mean, you are on Facebook all day, all night. See if you can go without Facebook for a whole week. I mean, uninstall the app from your phone, disable your account, see if you can go a whole week without it. And if you make it at the end of the week, see how you feel. Reflect back on the week. What changed about your life during that time, during that time period? If you did not make it a week, why not? Why did you have to get on Facebook? I think that would be a place to to start for people, Tammy, because when you because when like like we you know said on the show, you know when when you are filled with the right things, you don't have this. Well, I got to have things that are not necessities. If it's not a necessity, can you live without it for a week? If it's not a necessity, can you do it? And if not, then I think that tells us where we are. And it's an individual thing. Everybody's thing is going to be different. If you, I mean, it could be makeup. Don't wear makeup for a whole week. See how you feel. If you don't wear makeup. Find whatever it is and say, you know what? Because I, 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 I'll tell you, when I um, when I was going through the um, assistant principal hiring process, that was one of the things that I did was got off social media um, altogether. And I did that. Like, I uninstalled uh, the apps, disabled the accounts, and I still have yet to go back and um, get an Instagram account I open up a Twitter account, don't use it, but I open up one just to kind of like 
you know, uh, because a company had done me wrong, as people had suggested, you know, that's one way to get their attention is to tweet at them. Uh, but other than that, I wouldn't have a Twitter account. Um, I did get the Facebook account back. That was probably about a couple months later. Oh, here's something else, too. Do you know what I found, Tammy? Um, when I when I uninstalled uh, Facebook, when I got off of Facebook and deactivated my account, do you know that most of the people I know don't know my birthday? Oh, because uh, because the um, Facebook tells you or something, right? Yep. If it weren't for Facebook. Most of the people I know would not know my birthday. And I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But think about it in the the big scheme of things. Don't just look at it as, well, you know, it's just my birthday. No, think about it. On your birthday, how many messages do you get on Facebook? And how many do you actually get in text messages? How many phone calls do you get? If you got 500 active friends on Facebook, you're going to get 500 happy birthday messages. If you're not on Facebook, I guarantee you you're not going to get 500 messages. So I would say start there, um, and it could be anything. It doesn't matter, and and, and it, it it's personal. But I would say I would say start there, um, and and just see how you feel. Do you feel Do you feel the you know ask yourself Do you feel the same? You know if if I'm not um, if I'm not doing something that I normally do. Do I feel the same? You know what revelations? And I'd love for people to come back to come back on the uh, on a future show, Tammy, and tell us, "Hey, I I I tried this, and I got some very interesting revelations." I mean, I'd like to know what if people if if someone decides to do this, tell us what you. I, I say find something to replace it with. It, even if it's just five, ten minutes, I don't know, in silence, outside, um, reading, um, truly reflecting about mm-hmm. life, where you come from, where you are, where you want to go, how will you get there. And I tell you, you guys, this is not done. Things like the questions like this are not even thought about, let alone answered in the midst of distractions, in the midst of chaos. Connect um, with self and others, you know. And if and if or or, or a conversation, a good, honest conversation with someone, a friend. You know, 
Like Rocky said, those things happen anymore. I was out and saw a kid was a family, probably ten people, and the kid sat there. Matter of fact, he didn't even have the volume turned down. We heard his all his games. He sat there the entire time on an iPad, eating his food, never said mm. a word, and nothing was ever said to him. He looked like he's probably nine years old. Insane. Insane. Mm. So I I I, think, um, I know with the time that I was Facebook, it was gosh, it was it was it was life changing. Day changing. So I've gotten to the point now where I play more music than I do anything. Like and and I'm very particular about the music that I play. I like to listen to, you know, healing healing music, sounds and nature. All of that. And it changes. It, it even changes. I think music is one of the most fascinating things as well because it it changes the the tone of the house, the mood, my energy. Um, I'll have people come in and say, "Gosh, it feels just so peaceful in here," um, because I'm intentional about creating that in my space. Life is energy. I mean, people can, I know sometimes when you mention energy, people get to thinking you're out in left field. But you think about in your own life how often you can listen to a, you listen to a song and it's changed your, your feelings for a moment. Or think about how someone can walk in and you can feel their energy. When, when they feel in some kind of way or thinking some kind of way, they don't have to say anything most of the time. You just know. You, and you may say, you okay? What's wrong with you? you? That's energy. That is a form of energy. So what we listen to, what we look at, what we focus on, what our attention thrives, then your mind is going to follow you there. And when your mind follows you, it has all the things to continue to keep you going there. So it's time for a change, great people. It's time for a shift. It's time to really live life to to distinguish between knowledge and wisdom, not just to make a living but make a life. Make a life. So um, I have a quick um, announcement that I want to get out. I'm going to – actually, I probably need to do two of them, but I don't have the information on one of them. Um, August 19th, I'm going to be speaking, but I don't have the details with me right now. I just know it's going to be at Greater Lewis um, Baptist this is my second time there. I was there last year, so they've asked me to come back, and I'm 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 grateful for that, for their Women's Day. So I'll be doing their um, a program for them on one of their Women's Day. It's Women's Month, but that is the 19th of August, and then I'm doing a conference, um, Women on a Mission conference.
Sisters Encouraging Sisters, Saturday, August 25th, and it's from 8 to 2, and I'll be doing um, a workshop there on um, communication. It's more about communication than you think is my title. So I'm asking for those who are in Memphis to show some support. Um, it's going to be at Shady Grove, and that's on Kansas Street. And there's two more speakers as well that will be doing workshop, workshops as well. It's yours, own it is the other workshop, and you are God's gift. So there's three workshops that day. It comes with uh, food as well. There's a registration fee of $25. Um, the choices for the food, they have rib, rib plate, chicken plate, chicken salad, vegetarian um, meal as well. I think it's come with salads and things like that, but a day of um, fun. So I hope you guys, if you need more information, uh, let me know. And I'm going to post all of this on Facebook that we just got to be talking about, but that's how I got to get you guys. So, um, But if you want more information or want the registration form, I can send it to you. But please show your support um, for either August 19th. Now, the one August 19th is free. Um, no charges there, but the Saturday conference is, uh, there is a cost of $25, 8 to 2, and it does come with a a plated meal, full plated meal. So back over to you, Rodney, and ready to close it out when you are. Uh, Tammy, this has been another great show. Thank you to everybody um, uh, who has been uh, hanging in there with us all night tonight. Um, definitely uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, my apologies, uh, you guys, for uh, for not being in attendance, uh, but special thanks to Tamaria who uh, stepped in and filled in for me, and even my uh, my little sister who was on a few weeks ago. Um, I had a chance to uh, go down to Greensboro, North Carolina last week um, because my sister uh, received her pen uh, for finishing um, nursing school. Um, so uh, uh, definitely keep her in your prayers um, as she uh, ventures out into the, the, the next phase of her life, um, looking for jobs and getting her nursing uh, career started. It has definitely been a, um, a journey for her. It's been a long road for her. Um, but she made it, she made it, um, and she made it this far. It's not over, um, for her yet. Um, there are still many more things to come for her, for her family. Um, but again, uh, just definitely proud of her. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to end with this. Um, just to add to what Tammy asked me um, a few minutes ago about um, things that 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 we can do, just some suggestions. Another thing too, whenever you um, find yourself bothered, count the number of times that you get bothered over the next few days. 
And then ask yourself, why are you bothered? And that leads me to the third thing. Sit down, find some time, and sit down and make a list. It doesn't have to be a long list. Maybe the top five things that you do on a regular basis. And again, I'm not talking about the obvious, like go to the grocery store or go to work or go to school or things like that. But what are things that you do that are outside of um, the necessities? Outside of those things, what are the top five things that you do? And when you list them, leave some space in between. And then ask yourself, why do you do this? And be honest with yourself. Nobody has to see this. We love you guys to come on the show um, and share, but you don't have to. But ask yourself, why do I do this? Why do I spend so much time on Facebook? Or why do I... um, why am I? Why 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 do I you know only go to um, the movies or to dinner if somebody calls me or if somebody else wants to go? Why can't I go by myself? Why do I have a problem going by myself? Or why why do I have a problem with my 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 natural hair? Why why do I always feel the need to you know, change my appearance, whether it be makeup, uh, all of that. And I'm not saying that it, there's anything wrong with these things. Don't don't get me wrong. Or why do I watch this? Why am I obsessed with this TV show? Ask yourself these things. And then be honest. Answer them. Be honest with yourself. And get to the root of the things that are in your life. And then ask yourself, is this helping me reach my goals? Because if it's something in your top five, it's, it's pretty important. And then ask yourself, is it helping you reach your goal? If your goal is to start a business, and think back to those things that we said that that we were going to do in 2018 that we probably haven't started yet or that we started and we quit. But ask yourself, if I'm working from 9 to 5, get home at 5.30, eat dinner from 5.30 to 6, and then watch TV from 6 to 10, and then jump in the shower, get into bed, fall asleep, wake up the next day, and do the same thing over again. Is that helping me reach my goal? Wow. How close am I starting my business if I'm watching TV four hours a day eating for 30 minutes, working for eight, 
showering for, let's say, 15 minutes, and then sleeping the rest of the time? Is that helping me reach my goal? If you desire to spend more time with your family, is the current life you're living helping you do that? If it's not, there's probably something going on on the inside. What are you feeding yourself? Because one thing about emptiness, like I said earlier, we always see a need to put something there. You take somebody from a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment and put them in a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath, 4,000-square-foot house, guess what they're going to do? They're going to buy more stuff. Why? Because there's space. And we feel the need to occupy space. We don't want to just leave it. We can't stand to have walls and nothing on them. We can't stand to have a corner and nothing in it. But again, what are we filling these empty spaces with? We hope you guys have a blessed week. We will see you next Tuesday. Same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
And I say, brother, help me please. But he winds up knocking me. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.